This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's all about the bees. We're the going to be bees. looking back. Come on, fellas. There we go. A bit Come of enthusiasm already into the studio. Hey, hey. Oh, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be looking back at that goalless draw with Huddersfield on the weekend and hearing reaction from the fans and from Thomas Frank. We're going to be looking forward to an FA Cup fourth round clash with Leicester next weekend. Is it time for some of those fringe players to shine? Hallow Devil Soglu, perhaps, in front of the BBC cameras too. Plenty of team news to cover as well. Marcus Force and Ellery Balcom both returning from loan spells due to injury. Just what is the situation with Nikos Karelis? And finally, we are actually going to be talking a little bit about Liverpool, dare I say it, and a certain Brentford record that could be under threat come the end of the campaign. As per, I am joined by the boys from Besotted, Dave Laney Lane. Evening, how are you, mate? Very good, thank you. And Greville the Waterman, hello. Hi, good to be back. Mate, lovely to have you on. There is a game, of course, going on in the Championship 2. West Bromwich Albion in action this evening. An important one that will keep you updated should anything exciting happen. Gents, but firstly, before we commence, just uh, a bit of sad news. And our thoughts are with Sai Ben Rama uh, with the news that his father passed away. Yeah, we heard about that today. It was announced today that his father died. I th- we think in in France, and our thoughts go out to sign. I mean, I've lost a dad. Lots of us have lost dads, and it's a horrible thing. And hopefully, he'll get all the time and help and support that he needs. And um, given that we believe he's Muslim, and we suspect the funeral might be quite quick as well, because uh, that's I think how how they how they do it in the Muslim faith. But it's a terribly sad news, and we're, we're sorry for him. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a very, very tight squad we've got this year. So I, I would imagine a lot of Brentford players will be feeling feeling science pain as well. So, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's a horrible time. And, uh, you know, uh, as, as we've all said, our thoughts and best wishes go out to uh, Syed Ben Rama and all his friends and family. Um, hopefully you can take the weekend to, uh, to to get his thoughts together and um, as Gravel said you know if he's, if he's not ready to come back next week then we'll welcome him back with open arms whenever he is ready yep absolutely at a time like this family well family always comes first doesn't it but certainly in moments like this thoughts and condolences to side Ben Rama and his family at this time okay gents we're going to move on now to the game at the weekend with Huddersfield now was this a point gained, or considering results elsewhere, was this two points dropped? Well, I've, I have to, I've, I have to admit to feeling a little bit dirty, if I'm honest with you, because we were we were hoping and wanting Queens Park Rangers to win, <laughs> and I had, a, I had a proper hose down, and I had a very very hot bath, and I, I, I came out cleaner from that but I didn't know where you were going with that when you started no, Dave no, I, I, yes mm, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll move swiftly along because I'd I, I love to go sidetracked here but I won't I'm aware I'm on the radio um, podcast no rules apply um, so yeah uh, so, so QPR did us a really massive favour they they beat Leeds United Leeds 
were falling apart on 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 the, on the telly. They they missed a penalty. They they fell to a goal that should have been disallowed. Chief, I'll give um, you a hand. They you might could, say huh? they yeah. could have had a penalty themselves. You know, it it seemed that the day was set up perfectly for us to go and maximise. We had to settle for shaving a point off of off of their lead rather than three. Um, but really, you know, th- there's no race to to be getting there. To be honest, Greville, you know, it's it's what happens on the last game of the season in early May. You know, it, it being second place now means niche. So no. we're 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 chopping the lead away bit by bit. Well, that's right. I mean, I believe the gap was thirteen points at one time, and now it's what four or five points. You know, we can whittle it away slowly but surely. But we've also got to watch these other teams coming up. And I watched Nottingham Forest play Luton. And whilst I didn't feel... Yes, in fact, I did feel a little bit dirty wanting Luton to win because I don't, I don't like Luton down. Dirty boy. Dirty boy. <laughs> and, but then their goalkeeper... I thought we weren't going to go down that way. <laughs> but then their goalkeeper threw one in. Oh, what an appalling error. And Forest then, who I don't like. I don't like the way Nottingham Forest play football. I think they're very cynical, very well organised. A bit, They are dirty as well with Watson and people like that. Uh, we just got to wait. We've just got to keep winning our games. So we had, we had this really good conversation on the podcast on Wednesday that went out Thursday morning. We were saying it, it, it didn't get heated, but we were saying that Brentford at the moment we've got the least draws out of anyone in the division, and that's that's kind of working in our favour in terms of points per games. You know, it's it's better to to lose a game than it is to draw four, and then lo- as long as you're coming back and you're winning two or three on the trot, which is what we've done all season. So we need to we need to bounce back from a draw now instead of a defeat, which is what we were doing. But you know, now it's about just literally taking stock of what's going on around us. And just keeping in touch, not 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 moving further away from those top two, and if we drop two or three places, as long as we're not edging towards that seventh place, we need to. As long as that top six is as tight as we can, we we got to be confident and we can finish very strong. Yeah, the top two's a bonus. Top two will be incredible. You know, I'm aiming for the playoffs, and if anything better than that happens, so be it. But I think the only people that can beat us are ourselves. We are probably the best starting 11 in this league I feel that strongly we lost two players against Huddersfield and uh, as soon as I heard the team sheet with no Pontus Janssen no Matthias Jensen I th- I actually thought you know what I'll take a point today because funnily enough we missed Jensen more than Jansen <laughs> because the back four was solid Jean Vier made his one customary mistake in it, in the game, but it didn't cost us, although it should have done. But we missed Jensen's creativity. We missed his delivery from set pieces because our set piece delivery was appalling, apparently, where it's been very good lately. But we're going to be there. We're going to be there and abouts. And if we strengthen a little bit, we don't lose anyone. We don't have too many more injuries. And perhaps we'll come back to injuries in a minute because, you know, we do have a lingering injury in Pontus Janssen, which worries me a bit. We'll be fine. So I bumped into a Brentford fan earlier that got me a little bit concerned, stroke excited. He said that he'd had a dream and we were going to get... The, the top two in this division was going to be Brentford and Fulham. <laughs> but if that didn't happen, we were going to play Queen's Park Rangers home and away in the first leg of the playoffs and then face Fulham at Wembley to go up. <laughs> and we do it. We, we win our ninth playoff and it's a significant one that takes us to the top of the division. And we have to say Stoke have just gone 1-0 up at the <laughs> Hawthorns. <laughs> so, um, yes, cheers. Cheers, Stoke. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll keep one eye on that game, that's for sure. So, yeah, so far so good in the game that we need West Brom not to win, I'd say. But, yeah, so, uh, you know, again... You know, I I I don't want things to get so serious this year that we look at being in the playoffs come May as some sort of disaster. I th- I think you know, if, you know, I, I'm I'm of the I'm I'm of the school of thought that I'm still quite happy to be at the party if I'm honest yeah. with you. But you know, it's I think statistically it's a fact now that we are we are more likely to be in the playoffs than we are to be outside the playoffs. So that's kind of quite scary. <laughs> 
Yep, just a quick update from the Hawthorns there. Tyrese Campbell putting Stoke in the lead. Defensive error, and they have been punished. West Brom nil, Stoke one. So good news for Bees fans. Can we get the party party poppers come out 3-0? As usual as well, gents, you were in the pub after the game speaking to fans, giving their reaction to that draw with Huddersfield. Here is what they had to say. A point gained or two points lost? Um, it's definitely a point gained, Chris. There's no doubt about that. But should we have had the full three? A tough one. Huddersfield came out in the first half with a plan, definitely. Not as good as well as Kier fans when they came to visit us at Griffin Park. But nevertheless, a, a sort of tetchy first half. Probably even Stevens on that. But they definitely came out of the traps better in the second half. Definitely had the first 20 minutes of that. But then we imposed our control again. And we almost, as you know, had it where we hit the post towards the end. How much luck did we not have today with some of the way the balls fell in? So, back to your original question. Point's probably fair. Could have had three, possibly. But I'll take the point home back to London all day long with Leeds' result today. A suits in the house. Uh, your review of Huddersfield nil, Brentford nil. What do you reckon? Well, it wasn't quite like the game of Griffin Park. Uh, Huddersfield had to be a bit more expensive. We lived a bit dangerously at times, switched off uh, one or two moments. Um, we struggled to get a football going. We, uh, we got it going occasionally, but we, we didn't really create clear-cut chances. Frustrating. Sometimes central option, trying to uh, find the perfect opportunity to score, when sometimes we should uh, just put our boot through it. I'm pretty frustrated, to be honest. We could have lost the game, potentially. Draws, I suppose, fair result, but I'll, I'll leave here with a sense of frustration. Could have, could have easily won it at the end. I could have swung uh, Josh Silver's shot was going in there. I was banging the seat in frustration when that thing go and hit the post. We, we could have we could have really just taken the game on scruff in the last 15. And we were going forward more Huddersfield, no doubt about it. We were pushed, uh, pushing them back in their half, but we just couldn't create that perfect opportunity. If you take the chance, like I say, swing your boot, take a chance in that sense. Might have, uh, might have struck gold. We didn't do that. Yeah, I thought, I thought a few of us weren't quite at our best today. Uh, ben Rama, not quite on it. Josh De Silva until, came into a bit towards the end, but uh, uh, no real uh, standout performances for us. No, I, I can't see a standout performance really, in, creatively anyway. Um, Ollie didn't really get a chance at all. Uh, Benny uh, Saeed was trying to do things, but nothing really came off him today. Josh Silva wasn't way off his best. These things happen. They're all trying. There you go. We took a point. That's disappointing not to get three. Let's move on from here. I thought Huddersfield were very well organised today. I thought they were more up for the game than we were, which is surprising because we are fourth in the league and I thought we should have pushed more. We, we dominated the last 30 minutes but we should have really had more shots on target. We don't shoot enough um, but the players worked very hard today and it's a difficult place to come and we'll take a point today. They were trying to create the perfect opportunity weren't they? I think um, so. I think that, that, that shot at the end, I can't remember who, who had it. I think it was Silver. Silver, yeah. yeah. Uh, hit the post, that could have been a difference couldn't it? Um, <laughs> But overall, I thought we've, we've played OK. We controlled the game. But I think it's two points lost rather than a point game right. today. Overall, but... Roll on Leicester and Forest. Roll on Leicester Come and Forest. Come on, Forest. you mean? And Leeds are falling apart again, aren't they? Having seen every game this season and seen every game we've lost, what you've got to remember is, if you can't win, make sure you don't lose. Finish. Yeah. And that's what we did today. That's what we did today. Yeah. Point gained or two points lost? Uh, I'd say two points lost. A bit frustrating in the second half. Um, particularly that last... The, the last the shot three, that hit the post. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and the, the last free kick, or free kick they messed up. I, I, I thought, I got the impression I'd have we're happy with the draw there. Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, should we be happy with the draw? I, I'm not sure. Oh, good point to get to on, on Leeds, but... Uh, yeah, you always Still, have to take it into account yeah, the leads are falling yeah. apart again. Yes, obviously, obviously. <laughs> For the fans, by the fans, Love Sport Radio.
This is the Brentford Fan Show here on Love Spot. Me, Matt Beadle, with the boys from Besotted, Dave Laney, Lane and Greville, the Waterman. Just a quick update from the Championship. West Brom playing Stoke at the moment. Tyrese Campbell putting the visitors ahead. That could be a big result for the Bees. And news as well that arguably West Brom's player of the season so far, Grady Diangana, was forced off about five minutes in. I'm not quite sure the extent of that injury, but it does not look good at all. He left the pitch, shaking his head, grimacing he was, Greville. Let's hope it's long and lingering. Well, oy, we, oy, we, oy. we don't want to wish injury upon players, Greville, not for one moment, but that could be crucial for West Brom's automatic promotion hopes. Manners. Manners indeed, <laughs> Greville. Kenneth Sahore has come on but to no replace pain. him. No pain. No, absolutely not. Uh, and speaking of pain and injuries, of course, the, you mentioned two players before the ads, Greville. Yeah. Uh, Pontius Janssen and Matthias Janssen both suffering injuries. The extent of which, guys, I mean, do we know too much well, we about don't know. these? I mean, you know, Brentford quite understandably. I mean, well, as far as Matthias Janssen is concerned, they're saying it's a twinge, a hamstring twinge. And the hope is that he might be back for the Forest game on, the t- on Tuesday week, uh, tomorrow week. Who knows? Because hamstrings are dodgy, as we, as we all well know. Pontus is more worrying because he's missed three away games now and it's obvious they're nursing him. Uh, He seems to have some sort of chronic hip complaint that who knows how bad it is. I mean, poor Ollie Watkins struggled through the whole of last season with with a, a toe injury, which really curtailed his effectiveness. Pontus has been great whenever he's played, but he is missing games. So obviously he has to be nursed and helped through and... Hopefully a couple of weeks rest because, let's face it, um, he's not going to play on Saturday and the objective will be to get him back fit for Nottingham Forest. Hopefully the couple of weeks he'll have had off since QPR will do the trick. But maybe this is something that's going to be ongoing all season. Who knows? We're waiting for the update from Pontus's brother on Twitter, which, which <laughs> seems, seems to be the way we find out information yeah. about um, Pontus Janssen. Yeah, he is concerning because he's been a real talisman for Brentford this season. He's like real captain fantastic. Uh, to be fair, when he's when he's been missing, we haven't crumbled i don't think i mean we, sheffield we all, wednesday we did yeah but, but we looked at each other we all we all looked at each other before the west brom game and we thought oh no and we got through that okay so yeah okay pro, you know i'm not to say we don't miss him at all because we do but he he's his influence on the team i think he's he's being there has helped us become a more solid defensive unit and if you take him out of it I think the, 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 the disciplines and and what we've learned this season they don't vanish with him I think we're we're more solid with or without him it's better that he plays absolutely um, and you know so I, I am kind of worried that it's going to be something that doesn't go away sooner he needs rest rest something we can't offer in between now and may it's going to get a little bit more busy and frenetic and frantic and each game means so much more we've said you know although three points is three points whether they happen in august or whether they happen in may but now we know we we get to that stage of the season where we can see that three points how it affects everything else and then it's a game less so we're on that countdown count up of games and points and it's it's fascinating and we need our strongest team strongest team and our strongest team involves Pontus Janssen. But the interesting thing is the three games he's missed whether by luck or judgment have all been away games when frankly that's when we need him more away because at home we dominate and we give away what four or five shots a game uh, but he's played every home game but it's games at um, Sheffield Wednesday, West Brom and now Huddersfield that he's missed, all of which were very tight away games. And the conspiracy theorists and the trolls on Twitter say that he's at Leeds, Leeds watching Leeds away when he's not playing for us, or he's at Malmo. <laughs> Gone with back his to mates. Malmo, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. He's there yeah. now. Yeah, a good old Twitter sphere doing its thing again. Just I want to quick up, uh, quickly pick up on something you said a bit earlier, Greville, with regards to Jean Vier, and you said he he made his customary error that he tends to make for it. It's 50 up up for him this weekend, right? It's 50th appearance for the club. He's a really good, strong, strong, solid centre-half. But he just, in my view, seems to lose a little bit of concentration. He uses the ball very well. But I always think, rightly or wrongly, there's an error in him. And, you know, also, I'm slightly concerned. You know, he got himself sent off in the 96th minute at Wigan when you're three up by getting involved in something he didn't need to. 
and he could have been sent off against Millwall a couple of weeks beforehand for also getting involved in something that had nothing to do with him. So it makes me think that he's a little bit hot-headed, he needs to calm down. Maybe he's learnt because he's lost his place, and with Ethan Pinnock playing majestically, he's not going to get it back anywhere soon. But I want Pontus back. I want my Pontus back. Oh, <laughs> Greville, I feel so sorry for you, mate. There's a little tear in your eye there. But, you know, I think we find out a little bit more. I mean, we are going to talk about the FA Cup game with Leicester, which takes place this, this weekend, a little bit later on the show. But Pinnock um, and, and, and um, Jean Vier. I would imagine play very, very pivotal roles in that. So we see um, Jean Vier a little bit more underneath the microscope. Um, we got the BBC cameras there. There's going to be a lot of people watching. If he makes a mistake against Leicester, it's probably going to cost us a goal. So we we need error-free Jean Vier. Yeah, absolutely. In the championship, just to let you know, it's still uh, Stoke leading West Brom one nil. And gents, I've got to say. We've got to give the club some props here because clearly they are releasing news shortly before we come on air, which we can then talk about. Last week, it was the contract for Thomas Frank. This week, assistant Brian Reamer. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, a little round of applause, I'd say there. <laughs> well, well done. Well done for timings yeah. all around the Love Sport uh, radio show on a Monday night. Uh, yeah, having Frank and Rima bolted down for you know for a, the medium term is is important. I think you know we've we've spoken at length um, over the over the couple of three years that he's been at the club that uh, there's been question marks over him at, at, at times. Um, certainly in that first that first dozen games when he took over from uh, from Dean Smith, but. He's he's answered not not only has he answered all these critics I would say, but I think we've we've all become used to his style, the way he speaks to the press, the way he speaks to fans. I think the interview that he conducted with Besotted was was excellent, um, and that's not just me saying that. It's not saying we were excellent. I'm saying he was excellent on the interview. He came across well. Um, the the way he articulates himself in his second language. The way he gets what Brentford's about, and the way he uh, is prepared to, um, to to give his medium-term future to the club is is can can only be a good thing. You know, some people will come to Griffin Park and to Brentford in from a playing perspective, only to better themselves by moving on. He seems certainly to be there and happy to grow with us, and I'm happy that he's with us. Yep, absolutely fantastic news and. In the post-match after the game, Thomas Frank, who always seems to be honest and open, doesn't he? He always gives a refreshingly honest post-match interview. Uh, the game against Huddersfield, he was nothing but the same. Here's what he had to say. An average performance, I must say. Um, the good thing is that we again look extremely solid. We're giving nothing away. Yeah, I know they had one one big chance uh, where it was actually a misunderstanding. I think Julian should just clear the ball. Um, uh, besides that, they have had nothing in, in 90 minutes. So that's the good part that we are still looking so solid. Another clean sheet, giving very few, nothing away. Uh, so that's a good part. Um, on the ball, yes, we dominate, especially the first half. I think first half we didn't, you know, utilize the space we had enough. Uh, we didn't utilize um, or put enough into the combination on the side. There's not enough running and, and play and go on the side and produce crosses. And, and second half, they were a little bit more on top of the game in the first 15, 20 minutes. Then we got back into the got, uh, got the control. Created opportunities, created the big chance for, for Josh, where we normally put it, puts it uh, in the back of the net. Uh, but on the day, our front three... And in general, all over the pitch, maybe we didn't have that extra touch, that extra good pass, or that extra good uh, decision. So, we, so when none of the front three are really, really on it, um, then you need something special from Italy, nowhere. Uh, we didn't have that today. What we knew that is that the Huddersfields are a quite good side, and they are um, always well structured, and we know they are well set up. Uh, we saw that last time we played them. We saw that today. Uh, they're difficult to break down. It's, it's difficult to, to get some of the counters we're really good at um, uh, against them because obviously they know that that's a big threat. Um, uh, so uh, what I'm happy, happy issue with 
is that we got a point on a day where we had an average performance. Some of the other games we played early in the season, we lost 1-0. Um, so that's a, a little progress, and maybe that point can be very valuable uh, in the end of the season. That's football, we all know that you know, very rarely play 46 top, top matches. Uh, but So, nil-nil, um, a point, move on. Indeed, nil-nil a point. We move on from the game with Huddersfield, which is exactly what we're going to do now on the Brentford Fan Show. Big game coming up in the FA Cup next. Of course, Leicester, who are on not the best run in the Premier League, you'd have to say that. And plenty more coming up on the Brentford Fan Show on Love Sport. It's the Brentford Fan Show here on Love Sport. Me, Matt Beadle and the boys from Besotted, Dave Laney Lane and Greville the Waterman. Still 1-0 to Stoke at the Hawthorns. We'll keep you updated on that as the game progresses. But a big game for the Bees next weekend. Of course, Leicester City in the FA Cup fourth round. The first time, gents, that Leicester will have visited Griffin Park since... Since 1993. Correct. There we go. I knew. I knew that you'd know that, Greville. I was dreaming. It just suddenly came to me. <laughs> and I was there. That was the season, wasn't we it? We as well. No, it? we lost 3-1. Yeah, Brian it was. Brian Statham 3-1. was sent off. We was got it? relegated. Brian Statham was sent off. Yeah. Lost for his very own. Oh, we'll remind him of yeah, that on Saturday. That. Yeah, absolutely. Like a lion, it's yeah. Brian. That's <laughs> what we used to sing to him. Was that the really? show? Iron, lion, Brian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely Can brilliant. Can you sing it now, then? No, I just did. I thought I just did. Oh, that was singing, was it? Oh, okay, I'm going to remind him of that as well. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, nice to know that one. That was the season Leicester went up. Uh, sorry, Leicester got to the final, I think, didn't they? The playoffs that season. Lost we, up to we were looking at the other end of the league. Yeah. We didn't care about that. <laughs> I remember going to get a point at Filbert Street and Detsy yeah, Krasinski hit the bar. But let's, let's not also forget that we've played Leicester a couple of times in the FA, in the FA Cup and had record crowds. Was at it 1939 or 1949? We played in the, in the 30s as well. But yeah, yeah, yeah. absolute like 39,000 39, at Griffin yeah. Park. Oh, yeah. yeah, Absolutely brilliant. Oh. Those were the days. Sends a shiver down your spine, And we lost 2-0. Oh, shut up, Greville. Uh, actually, on that note, Greville, then, <laughs> this one is going to be live on the BBC. Yay! Now, when on earth was the last time Brentford were in front of the Beeb cameras? Well, spontaneously, never having looked this up, of course, off the <laughs> in the production, of my head. In the production meeting at the, the, the top White Hart. No, it was about November, October, October November 2004, uh, when we played the mighty Hinkley Town. Uh, missed the penalty in the first minute. It was live on BBC One and BBC Two, apparently. Thank you, Paul Bryce. And um, Really? What? Simultaneous? Apparently, yeah. Wow. That's what he says. And I'd never argue with Paul Bryce, you know. Why would you do that? Absolutely. Okay. Wonder a bee. Um, font of all knowledge. Maybe and, it was an antique roadshow strike yeah, for that year. And we, we drew nil-nil. And before that, it was Pathé News we were live on, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, gents, I mean, with regards to the game itself, we were talking during the ads about the potential team that Leicester might put out, how important this is in a list of priorities for Brendan Rodgers when you consider the Carabao Cup, when you consider the top four in the Premier League. And conversely, Dave, the team that Brentford might put out. Look, when the draw was made sort of almost two weeks ago, I could have argued why we should have fielded a really strong team in this game and the fact that we should be taking the FA Cup more seriously than we probably are going to be. Uh, we are three games from Wembley. We could we could get to the FA Cup semi-finals, but we could do that any year. Um, we are We are looking at a situation where we could be in the playoffs for the Premier Division, which is just club-changing in terms of its magnitude. So at the moment, you would have you would imagine that we're going to be A-team light, A-team minus. So there's, there's everyone on that on that pitch, we can we can be confident it's going to go out, go out and do a job for us. And, I, and I, I don't think they're going to be embarrassed by Leicester, knowing that Leicester's priorities are getting to Wembley in the, in the Carabao Cup and then obviously trying to, trying to finish second or finishing that top four in the Premier League. So the FA Cup's distraction for both clubs, I would say, slightly less so for us. And it's, I, I'd say we go there looking forward to seeing some of those fringe players, people like Halil Devasoglu and... Um, Pinnock stepping up and maybe taking the captain's armband and, play, and Daniels I don't, again. I don't think we will see, given Pontus' situation, we're not going to see Pinnock and we might not even see Jean Vier, given if there's any spectrum of doubt of Pontus playing on Tuesday, we won't see either of them. 
We'll see Ratchich and one other. Who knows? Yeah, so, I mean, you know, but I think there's a big desire for this game. The tickets yep. are selling like hotcakes. I think it will be a sellout at Griffin Park. I don't think, you know, it's, it's not going to be easy for anyone to get a ticket on, for Saturday's game, even though it is on telly. So the, the, the fans the fans don't want us to go out there and take it lightly. No, I mean, I don't want to get stuff 5-0 on national TV. Um, there are a lot of people who still don't really get Brentford, who don't really know what we're about. There's a little undercurrent of excitement and they'll watch it. And let's say we play the B team and we do get stuffed. And there again, they'll be playing a B team too, but their B team players are probably more experienced and older than ours. And I just don't want to have any jibes and fun made of us. But at the same time, if you said to me, we'll lose 4-0 at home to Leicester Reserves on Saturday and then beat Nottingham Forest on Tuesday, I'll take that every every day, every day. So until the Forest game was rescheduled, I was really up for this game and thinking, yeah, we'll give them a right, a, you know, a run for their money. We'll play the first team, but now there's a game in midweek, and now we've got some injuries. You know, the BMW can stay in the garage. Yeah, they, they can stay in the garage, <laughs> but I, I still, I still think we need need to go a bit stronger than we did against Stoke, because Leicester, Leicester are going to would have taken that team apart. Yeah, but I don't think we can. I mean, you know, you could also say, Macondes, if if uh, there is any doubt about. Uh, Jensen, uh, Jensen, of Matthias Jensen for the Tuesday. You might also say that McConde shouldn't start, but I think that's taking it a bit too far. But I really don't think any of the people who are going to play on the Tuesday against Forest should start against um, Leicester on the Saturday. Maybe have a few on the bench, but that's it. So it's interesting you mentioned Marcondes because you know he was someone that went back to Denmark to to kind of. Uh, to, to kind of regroup and to get his get his season back on track, and he seems to have come back and he, he he's he's made quite an impressive return, if I'm honest with you. Yeah. I know he, you know he scored one goal, which was the the winner against Stoke, which was I don't, I think that was a shot. I don't think he meant it. He meant it. was a shot. Not many people on the BBC thought it was because I know <laughs> it didn't appear in any of the. But they best don't know goals him, had. do they? We know him. No, but they 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 put all any any speculative shots they mm. actually included in their goal package and they, that wasn't there so they obviously they, they looked at each other and thought mm, jamming <laughs> is there as well gents and this is the situation i suppose we're getting in the fa cup this season particularly for brentford that you know we looked at the stoke game and thought could that be the final ever fa cup game at griffin park we've now got it again is there a feeling that actually we want it to be the final one just for romance to actually be a win at griffin park I'd like us to win. I mean, let's face it, even if we play a B team, I'd still like us to win. Uh, and then let's face the problem when we get to the fifth round. So maybe I'm not being consistent. Or I mean, the, the, <laughs> We the, don't want to draw. That's it. That's the, we that's, don't want to draw. That's the result that's probably going to happen, I'd say. I, yeah. I, I, don't, I think Leicester are going to be weakened enough to, to, to make the game a match. Yeah. I think we are going to be able to compete against them. <clears> and I think we will. And I think the, the fringe players will step up and... I, I think it'll be a draw. Oh, we don't want a draw. Well, no. Yeah. Well, we've, we've not we've not played at the King Power as a as as a club, have we? No. No. So there you go. It's a new new ground for most of us. So if we can't if we can't get a win, let's let's, let's tick another one off the box. I'm sure Billy is already lining up. Where are you going to go? How are you going to get there? And it's what route are you going to take? Billy's queuing. Hotel. He's out there now. <laughs> reserved hotel rooms, which he normally does. Yeah, <laughs> cancels them just in case. Yeah. Um, gents, let's talk about a couple of players as well who have returned to the club over the past week. Marcus Force is back from AFC Wimbledon, as is Ellery Balcom as well. He has returned the goalkeeper, both because of injury. Now, I know AFC Wimbledon fans, by the way, are absolutely devastated about Force returning. Not great that he's come back in these circumstances. You don't want him to come back broken, do you? No. And when I heard the news, there was part of me thinking, oh, maybe we've used a, a little injury to, to, to hmm. get him back. And we use that as the, the release clause for the rest of the season. But no, it, it, it seems like he, he, you know, he's legitimately back and um you know he needs a lot a lot of treatment time so yeah we wish we wish him well as we all do you know with these these injured players they they they've they they've had such promising starts to the season all of them that you, you just you just hope that they he could have stayed at um at, at, at AFC and just carried on scoring goals and he's ready for ready for us in the prem next season so um yeah at least the worst you know the best of a worst situation is the fact that he can come back and feel part of the, the Brentford set up again 
Well, I'm, I'm, you know, it depends. I mean, there's been talk on the AFC sites and through uh, Glyn Hodges that he might uh, need an operation. Mm. And if that's the case, then frankly, you can forget about him for the rest of the season. But what I was hoping is that maybe we can get him fit by the end of March and he could be a real danger coming off the bench in April, fresh, when everyone else is tired and jaded and maybe get a few goals for us then. But, you know, this is half full rather than half empty. And you do always fear often when no news is really, no clear news is given about a certain player's it's injury that news. often it is bad news. And a player whose news we don't really know too much about as well, gents, is Nikos Karelis. What is the crack? going on there of course hasn't played for the club since mid-October was one of the players actually that I was more excited about I think that signed in the summer because I thought do you know what in the championship I reckon this player could could do a job at the time there were reservations about Ollie Watkins and whether he could do the mm. job up front turns out that we didn't need to worry about that but Corellis yeah what's happening it was the mill game we got injured yeah he got mill he looked good he looked good it, for 20 it minutes did look really really and busy. they moved they moved Ollie back to the wing and look, he looked really dangerous. And we had, um, you know, Corellis up front with Canos, with, uh, not, yeah, Canos. Canos, I think, and Watkins. And we looked really, really good. And I thought, well, this could be excellent. And then he, he hit the post as well. Yep. Well, he should have scored, but he hit the post. And then he got broken in a challenge. He twisted, and that's his lot. And I personally, I don't think we'll ever see him again. That was a game really? where yeah. a lot went against us, didn't they? That there was that injury, and then we found ourselves two goals down, and then all of hmm. a su- all of a sudden it was two one, two two, three two, and that we that's that was a stepping stone. That was a big, big shot in the arm for our season, and that I, I think probably is. But it's been the, it turned the season. Yeah, around. I think it absolutely did. Yeah, yeah. In Man. the beautiful blue kit at the it, time as well. Oh, I like it? that kit. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you mentioned Canos as well there now. A recovery seems on track. There's pics of him kind of running with some form of contraption attached to him. Yeah, there's pictures of him on Instagram in the gym and, you know, strengthening and whatever. But I'm no expert on injuries, but precedent would say that he's out for a year. And he got injured, what, end of September, beginning of October? Yeah, he's, he's in this, um, he's, he technically he's running, um, yeah. and it's in a weightless kind of watery kind of contraption. It looks it looks, inter- it looks very space age. Um, but he's obviously, his joint and his, and his rebuilt ligaments are doing what they need to do in terms of, you know, bending and moving. Um, his, his body weight's not on it as such yet, but, you know... You look at him; he doesn't. He looks fit as a fiddle. Looks, you know. Yeah. So, but he um, can't play. He can't t- twist and turn. No, he can't put any weight on it. I wouldn't imagine. But, mm. but he's he's well on the way. So that that's that's good news. Yeah, I think anyone's expecting to see him nah. until we won't well see him this season. season. We won't see him this season. So, but he's, but he's positive because he signed a new contract soon after making that. You know. Becoming injured, so w- did he sign before or no, after? It was just after the injury. Oh, that's even better. That so shows our it, faith in him. Yeah, absolutely. So he's he's a big part of our club. He's he's an yeah. infectious character. Yeah, and uh, this is one the fans love. Yeah, absolutely. A player that we haven't really spoken too much about on the show, I have to say, gents, is a certain Ecuadorian. Now, quite a colourful character as well, I suppose you could say. I thought we'd be speaking a bit more about him, Ecuador. but Joel, Joel Well, he's sort of an of the unknown enigma at the moment. Um, he's he got injured um, at Wigan. Where did he start at Wigan? I think he started at yeah, Wigan. He busted his collarbone. And he did his collarbone, which was a great shame. I, I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that was his first start. He came on against Millwall, looked quite dangerous. He's got a shot on him. He had a great shot against QPR as well, and then he scored. Did. Um, but we just don't know. I mean, he's really he needs minutes. He needs match pra- He needs match fitness. He's never played more than ten here, fifteen there. Um, he needs to start three or four games. You know, a puff of wind will blow him over. He's not very, doesn't look very strong. So I, I think we need to cut him to slow. I, yeah, I, I think, no, I, think, I agree. I think, he's, he's, I think he's one of those players that people want to make the judgment on, like whether he's going to be a success or failure b- before they, you know, just give him a chance, I'd yeah, say. No, I agree. You know, he, he probably needs at least a year. But he's not going to start, well, he'll start on Saturday. He started against Stoke. He did all right. Um but I haven't seen him beat a man yet. That, that's that's the point I'm making. You know, can he has he got pace? Can he go on the inside? Can he go on the outside? Can he cross? Yeah. We don't know. Again, I get. I, I think we'll find all that out in time. And I just, yeah. I, I really do feel like we we look back over the last five or six years, 
there's been many, many times where fans, have, they want to know the answer immediately. Mm. It's just like, is he going to work? Well, I, I don't know. Well, like, well, he's got to be rubbish then, isn't he? Well, no, just just chill out on him. And, he, you know, more, more pay was written off at least three times before. Yeah, I know, agree. And the same with Andre Gray and the same the same with Hogan, injury injury prone. And then, you know, all of a sudden, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm loath to say what do we know, but you, you need to see these players on the training pitch and... You know the, the 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 track record of the people that are a bringing them in yeah. and the b and b the, they the don't coaching make, they staff. don't make they many don't, mistakes. Yes, they do. I mean, they do make mistakes. Not, like many. Anyone, not many. Make, everyone makes mistakes. Not many. But not really. No. no. So if they if they if 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 Valencia goes out on loan between now and the end of January, we'll know that perhaps they don't think he's well up at to the it. moment. We we you know he's there on the bench with Marcondes as our only other forward option. Well, with Halil as well. Halil, I suspect, needs time to get Brentford fit. There's a difference between fit and Brentford fit. And I'm genuinely excited about Halil Garasoglu. Yeah. I think what he showed in that game against Stoke proved that he's got every, every chance of making it big at Brentford. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Exciting time, gents. Next on the Brentford Fan Show, we're going to be covering, I guess we could say, a bit of club admin. Love Sport Radio, the station giving fans a voice. It's the Brentford Fan Show here on Love Sport. And me, Matt Beedle, and the boys from Besotted, Dave Laney Lane and Greville the Waterman. Just approaching half-time in the game at the Hawthorne. Still, West Brom nil, Stoke City <laughs> 1. And Joe Allen has just done a typical Joe Allen challenge, Terrible I suppose foul. you could say, on how Robson Carnu and actually conceded a free kick a in a dangerous, very dangerous, dangerous area dangerous. right on the stroke of half-time. Four minutes of injury time. They are into the 47th of those minutes. So we'll give you updates. Hopefully nothing will happen with this particular free kick from a Brentford perspective I must say corner. well let's hope not Greville hey let's hope not uh, right gents uh, some videos some news some some coverage of Brentford this week Sky Sports did a video about leaving Griffin Park and it was quite emotional you'd have to say there were tears that were shared apparently um, from looking looking at our, our Twitter and our WhatsApp sort of you know our closed group um, yeah it, was, it wasn't a perfect video but it was uh, it was very well shot first and of many I, I, think, I, I well. think it used some of Trevor's um, drone footage if I'm yeah, honest probably. with you um, yeah I, I, it may have been something that was shown before the QPR game and they, they put it out as a, as a, as a twit, twit video um, but obviously we were at the QPR game so we didn't see that um, but I think what, what, what it shows is that the, um, it's, the emotions mm. are qu- kind of becoming a little bit mm. rawer I think it's obvious that, that it's happening and I think we're 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 a little bit quicker to reach for the Kleenex now and to kind of start blubbing and it's you know we we've started to the process of the West End um, to season ticket holders a lot of people are now going down to the um, to the sales the admin center choosing their seats the season tickets are selling very it's well been handled very well as well yeah so that that countdown is is starting to get closer and closer to the to the second of may and well, when you never know there might well be one more game after that yeah there, there probably will be but you know it, it's it's that we we need to we need to be big yeah. boys and girls and yeah. and, and sign of grasp this nettle it's, it's not going away there's a couple of things you know on the back of uh, back of that that's that are happening i know Greville, you want to say something about Bees United? They... Yeah, I, I think Bees United, who have played an integral part in the running and also the survival of this club, and now isn't the time to talk about Bees United's role in saving the club when it, you know, when it was forced to um, have bowl, begging bowls out. Uh, but without Bees United, the club wouldn't be in existence now. Um, and to celebrate the move to Griffin from Griffin Park to Lionel Road, Bees United are putting together a 48-page book that commemorates all the best moments of the 116 years at Griffin Park and and celebrating the move into the new stadium and picking out some great moments and fantastic photographs, um, a couple of uh, articles about, you know, how we got to Lionel Road and the obstacles we had to get through. It's, it's in production at the moment. It'll be ready soon after the beginning of next season because we actually want to include the first ever game at Lionel Road or the first ever league game. God forbid it might be the first ever Premier League game. Who knows? And so, that's, that's something that's going to be given away free. Yeah, and the key thing is it's it's as a mark of, 
you know, just to acknowledge everything and to acknowledge Bees United importance and putting things back to into the community, it's going to be given away to every fan that we can get details of. So that's something to look forward to. It's it's a, it's um, seven months or so, eight months away, but it's it's going to be lovely. That and, is lovely. And the other sort of uh, incident of note is that the first editions of the big. Brentford book of Griffin Park they, they're almost sold out now um, I, I'm proud to say that I, I published that and I put that together with myself and Mark Croxford and Greville was involved in uh, some of that as well um, I think there's a small quantity in the, in the club shop um, and I've got I've got less than five copies now really? yeah yeah I've got a couple yeah, so I mean, that's well, an excellent. You must, must be fortune you must be on eBay. With that. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm absolutely Brilliant delighted book. with that, and um, there was a lot of a lot of Brentford fans that bought it in advance and had their names and their family names put in the dedications section at the back. Um, the book is going to be updated, so they w- it's not going to be out of print forever. But it it needs to be breathed on heavily. There's 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 stuff that's happened in the last couple of years, and obviously moving towards that last game. The next the first game at the next stadium is not part of this book at all. But the fan pictures um, over the last season. Um, we've got some absolute crackers that have been sent into us. So they they they'll be put. Um, towards the back of the book and there's photographs that I've bought um, at auction and I've got access to since the book came out a year and a half ago that will be added to the the, the existing book and so anyone that's already bought that and had their name in the back that their names will automatically go into the next the next um, the next edition of the book but we, we will also be opening that up again because um, I'm sure there's a lot more fans than who you know than are currently in that that want to add their names to the dedication section. So that'll be something that I'll be opening up in the next few weeks um, with the club. Hopefully, getting fully on board with that. Um, but you know, what, either way, the, the the book will be updated because you know, as I said, it's something that we all want to be able to pull off our bookshelves in 20 years' time and look at every year of, of Griffin Park's proud and wonderful history. So, yeah, keep them peeled um, on besotted.com, and I'm sure we'll be talking again on the radio show before the end of the season. I would imagine very much so, Dave. <clears throat> and I just want to mention that Billy last week was uh, very honest and, and gave us a lot of information about this new season ticket experience that fans are getting, and you can book your appointment and you can chat your virtual reality headset on, etc., etc. Your thoughts, gents, on this? I mean, this has been received quite well from fans. Yeah, I know Greville's bought a posh seat in oh. in advance. He's got he's got prawn, he's got all the pictures of prawn sandwiches on the front of his season ticket. Well, let's just say that my two kids are devastated because their birthright has gone into into the new stadium. All that money I was going to leave to them is going to the club. I've bought I've got a bit. I've bought two mate, very nice mate, seats. Mate, I know you're worth more than a couple of hundred quid. So, and uh, my wife said to me, in all seriousness. It's the second love of your life. Do it. So I've done it, and that's it. I, I can't. I'm so excited. Um, Brentford. Hmm? Oh, sorry, no. <laughs> We're finishing as we started. Crikey, what I a show it's been! I tell you, what, we've it. had that like the side, but we've had the the, the scathing Greville Waterman today. I must no, say, it's I'm in a new. I'm really. just kidding. My Greville. experience yeah. was absolutely fantastic. I have to say, it was. I didn't. I didn't really know what to expect from it. Um, there was a few of us that went down, um, and we kind of we're a little bit kind of gallows humor about the colored seats and Mm. we wanted to make jokes about it but i think we were all pleasantly surprised very pleasantly surprised how the staff at the uh the sales center got it they fully understood our expectations of being in the west end how important it was to be near certain areas but further away we want we want the west end alliance the youngsters to be at the back of the stand and making as much noise are slightly older ones but not so old that we don't want to make a part of the atmosphere we want to be close to that and we, we hopefully we, we well we are close to that so yeah I, I i i can't i don't think i've heard one bad word say about said about it which i think is fantastic could you when you when you realize literally how raw emotions are and if if anyone feels slightly offended by by people not getting it or not understanding it or just 
taking Brentford fans for granted. I'm sure there's going to be angry words, but I think everyone's really chilled. And 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 I think that's the other thing to remember is that there's a lot of talk about. Um, and a slight confusion about Brentford fans not knowing when their turn is. People that haven't got an eight-year season ticket record, but you've got to remember that the the new ground is bigger in capacity to the old one. So if you're if you qualify for a season ticket at Griffin Park, you'll get one. You're going to get one. Yeah, absolutely. Huge credit to the club for handling what could have been a very sensitive transition very well. Now, Gravel, we've got about 30 seconds, so I'm going to come to you because we did mention Liverpool at the top of the show. They've won every home league game so far this season. There's a record under threat. Yeah, but the point is, not really, because Liverpool have won, I think it's their first 12 uh, Premiership games this season at Anfield. If they win every home game this season, they will only have won 19 but in 1929-30, Brentford won all 21 Division Three South, I think it probably would have been, games. And also didn't go up. It just shows we were <laughs> lousy away from home then as well. So Liverpool could match winning every home game. And I think it, that's also been done probably before 1929-30. But no one has ever won more than 21 games. Obviously, if a championship or one or two... Uh, team one now they'd they do that now they'd play 23 games mm. but Liverpool eh, we're still on top what a great way to end the show gents it's been nothing but a pleasure having you in my company Greville thank you pleasure thanks Dave. for having me thank you cheers this has been the Brentford Fan Show we'll be back next Monday 8pm Lost Sport London see you then The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.